0: This podcast and the following message are brought to you by SmartPixel. Turn your website's anonymous visitors into engaged customers. SmartPixel turns your anonymous website visitors into fully identified first party consumer data. When this match and identification takes place, SmartPixel can return up to 300 attributes on the consumer you get name, postal address, email, gender and date of birth, plus more specific details like home ownership, vehicle ownership, political party affiliation, presence of children in the household and many more. Smart Pixel: real-time information about your website visitors, easy to install and fully GDPR and CCPA compliant. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com/smartpixel forward That's www.autoconverse.com forward slash S-M-A-R-T-P-I-X-L. And thank you. Government has only two ways of getting money other than raising taxes. It can go into the money market and borrow, competing with its own citizens and driving up interest rates, which it has done, or it can print money, and it's done that both methods are inflationary we're victims of language the very word inflation leads us to think of it as just high prices then of course we resent the person who puts on the price tags forgetting that he or she is also a victim of inflation inflation is not just high prices it's a reduction in the value of our money when the money supply is increased but the goods and services available for buying are not We have too much money chasing too few goods. That was former President Ronald Reagan talking, obviously, about inflation, the ways that government can get money, and citizens being victims of language. Now, we play this as a cautionary tale to cap the year as we prepare for 2023. The inflation we are experiencing is induced and inflicted upon us, making some wealthier while most around the country struggle. And many analysts speculate that the worst is yet to come. Hard to imagine, but certainly not impossible. But why is this happening, and who is responsible? Is this all on the government and the administration? Or are there other parties behind this with potentially even greater influence? Now, no one really knows for sure, but chances are there are, there are several competing forces battling over multiple interests. And one of those interests is energy. No doubt a major global power grab of energy is occurring. On the surface, we might be seeing the oil and fossil fuel industries under attack and being forced into obsolescence. But these industries are not going away anytime soon, not in this lifetime, no matter how many battery electric vehicles are brought into the market. So while in 2022, we expanded our focus here on the podcast to things like blockchain technologies such as cryptocurrency and NFTs, in 2023, we will be expanding our focus onto energy and sustainability. Why? Because energy and sustainability directly impact how we are connected and the way we get around. From AutoBurst Media, this is AutoConverse.
1: Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nerd, so that's, that's, that's my jam.
0: The robots are listening. The robots, robots are listening. All right, and welcome to this episode of the Auto Converse Podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. Our final episode of 2022. I am Ryan Girardi. Great, as always, to be here with you. For our final episode of 2022, as you heard me saying, energy and sustainability are going to be key new focuses for us in 2023, not to abandon mobility and transportation, but rather to expand on our research and analysis. The push for battery electric vehicles is arguably one of the more significant evolutions in automobiles, and it is guise as necessary, if not critical, for the Earth's environment and climate. Now, while I see no reason not to be developing and introducing BEVs into the world, I also do not buy into the climate crisis we are told that we are in. And I am skeptical of interest of the likes of people and corporations with excessive power and influence, particularly non-elected officials with deep ties to profit-driven corporations. In fact, I was looking at a report recently on visualcapitalist.com. It's titled Ranked, the 100 biggest public companies in the world. Let me break down what I'm looking at here a little bit. For starters, the largest companies in the world by market capitalization begins with Apple at $2.3 trillion, followed next in line by Microsoft at 1.9 trillion. Both of those companies are part of the technology sector and Alphabet, which is Google's parent company, falls in at number four with $1.2 trillion. The top four companies are the only ones that have more than a trillion dollars in market capitalization. Amazon comes in at number five, just under a trillion at $924 billion. So if we look at the five top companies, three of them are technology companies, Apple, Microsoft, and Alphabet. Then you have Saudi Aramco, which is an energy and then Amazon which is in consumer discretionary. Now you go down to 6 through 10, you have Tesla in there and then United Health Group which I'll get into a little bit later. Tesla is market capitalization is at 522 billion, they fall into number 7. So that's a snapshot of tw- of where we are coming out of 2022. Now if we look at the performance of these companies, only 3 of them Achieved profits: Berkshire Hathaway, United Health Group, and Johnson and Johnson, and that's one point four five percent and three point one percent, respectively. So United Healthcare saw the largest profit of all these top ten companies of five percent. And one final observation I'll make on this is when we break it down by sector, the technology sector has twenty of these companies. Of the one hundred, has twenty of these companies with nine point two trillion dollars, and that, that, of course, is with Apple. Being the largest. Consumer discretionary is at 4.7. Then you have healthcare at 4.3. And guess what? Energy at 3.4. Eight of the top 100 companies are in energy with a market capitalization totaling $3.4 trillion. So, why is this significant? Because these companies have massive influence on our lives and collectively they are. More powerful and more influential than even state and national governments across the globe. These are the gatekeepers of our lives. So, what does all this mean? It means that the world is changing and there are some major power shifts occurring from tech to industries such as energy and healthcare. In fact, Morning Brew, which full disclosure is an affiliate sponsor of this podcast, has reported that the trend of the year for 2022 was layoffs in the tech sector. Now, I'm going to come back to that later. But our purpose with the podcast is to inform and hopefully enlighten you as best we can with a broad stroke, but a laser focus on how we are connected and the way we get around. We keep speculation to a minimum and I limit the hypothetical rhetoric, focusing mostly on facts and thoughtful perspectives. Now, if you want to be part of the journey just as a listener, then be sure to subscribe or stay subscribed and listen to the podcast regularly. In fact, You can do us a great favor if you go leave a review. It doesn't have to be a five-star review as much as we'd like that. Maybe you've got some input. Maybe you've got some ideas. Give us, go ahead and leave us a review. And also take a moment to sign up and receive text messages from us. Just text the keyword AUTOCONVERSE to 855-766-7585. And if you want to be a contributor or even a sponsor to the podcast, then be sure to contact me directly, and I'll show you how to go through that process. All right, let's transition and get into some headlines. Okay, for starters, Florida pulls $2 billion from BlackRock in its largest anti-ESG divestment. Florida's chief financial officer said earlier this month that his department would pull $2 billion worth of his assets that are managed by BlackRock, which is the biggest such divestment by a state opposed to the asset manager's environmental, social, and corporate governance policies. The move will hardly dent BlackRock's $8 trillion in assets, and it drew a strong response from the company, which said the action put politics over investor interests. Nonetheless, it underscores how a backlash against ESG investing is gathering steam among Republican leaders in Florida and elsewhere who criticize corporations for focusing on matters like climate change or workforce diversity. SpaceX gets the green light to launch 7,500 more Starlink satellites. The FCC order ensures many more Starlink launches for the remainder of the decade. Elon Musk's SpaceX has received permission from the Federal Communications Commission to more than double the number of operational satellites currently orbiting the Earth in coming years. The FCC is allowing the company to move ahead with plans to launch 7,500 more Starlink broadband internet satellites, which is roughly one-fourth of the 29,988 additional flying routers the company had proposed adding to its nascent mega-constellation in low-Earth orbit. The authorization permits SpaceX to use KU and KA band frequencies and defers the company's proposed use of E-band frequencies and tracking beacons. The new order essentially replaces a previous authorization from the FCC, permitting SpaceX to deploy a group of over 7,500 satellites using the V-Band. The company has since abandoned that plan. Still, the move reaffirms the company's plan to make orbit significantly more crowded. According to the Union of Concerned Scientists, there were 5,465 operational satellites in orbit as of April 2022 and that is satellites from all companies, countries, and organizations in operation as of that day. We're talking more than double. Since then, since April, SpaceX has added more than 1,000 satellites to that number, and the authorization for Gen 2 satellites will be more than double that total. And Tesla is extending its full self-driving beta software to anyone in North America who requests it from the car screen. This is according to CEO Elon Musk, who tweeted out the news earlier this month. The rollout of FSD across the continent comes as Tesla is potentially facing a criminal investigation from the U.S. Department of Justice over false claims relating to the company's advanced driver assistance system, Autopilot. Autopilot comes standard on Tesla vehicles and performs automated driving functions such as steering, accelerating, and automatic braking, FSD, which will cost North American drivers $15,000, is an extension of Autopilot that includes features like assisted steering on highways and city streets, smart vehicle summoning, automatic parking, and recognizing and reacting to traffic lights and stop signs. Now, Autopilot and, by extension, FSD have come under regular scrutiny in recent years following a series of Tesla crashes, many of which were fatal. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has opened special inve- investigations into 36 Tesla crashes involving autopilots in 2016, five of which happened this year. And Tesla has also come under fire from California's Department of Motor Vehicles and drivers who claim the company falsely advertises self-driving capabilities of autopilot FSD. Look, if you're going to get behind the wheel and just not pay attention and completely ignore it, And I think you might misunderstand the idea of automated vehicles, at least in this stage. I know we talk about level five autonomy where the car is doing everything in and of itself. I haven't looked at these numbers and how they compare to national averages. I know there are about 14,000 traffic related deaths in the U S every year. And as autonomous driving features um, become more prominent in cars that we're talking about here, more and more of those features, those numbers will go down. They will just go down. So we're still going to have fatalities and crashes and accidents. That's still going to happen with uh, with even with level five autonomy. But that number will drastically, will significantly go down. And I think that's what's key here. Now on the EV front, GM supports EV shoppers and owners by transforming an old target into a call center. As General Motors and its competitors roll out dozens of new electric vehicle models, the mainstream buyers they need to win over are working through a plethora of anxieties. GM is hoping to snatch up more electric vehicle market share by helping new EV owners and prospective buyers understand the vehicles with this new call center. So if you think about it, as GM and its competitors roll out new electric vehicle models, Many buyers, the mainstream buyers that they need to win over are working through anxieties and questions, ranging from whether an EV can go through a car wash to which battery technology is better for performance. I mean, think about it. You have a lot to learn. You want to learn about batteries. So to win them over, GM is helping new EV owners and prospective buyers understand the quirks and the nuances of the tech heavy vehicles by directing them to a call center. In a bright room in an old Target in suburban Detroit, GM has a team of trained electric vehicle specialists taking video calls from all kinds of EV shoppers and owners seven days a week for up to 15 hours a day. And they help anybody who calls from drivers familiar with the EV experience to those just curious about going electric, from how to charge an EV at home or in public, to whether an EV fits into a driver's lifestyle, to technical questions about EV batteries. Speaking of EVs, Mercedes Benz is to offer an online subscription service in the US to make its electric cars speed up quicker. For an annual cost of $1,200, excluding tax, the company will enable some of its vehicles to accelerate from 0 to 60 miles per hour one second faster. It comes after rival manufacturer BMW offered a subscription feature earlier this year for heated seats. The new subscription service will be available for purchase in the U.S. on the Mercedes EQ, EQE 350, and EQS 450 models, as well as their SUV counterparts. And speaking of BMW, BMW's sustainability chief has a message for car buyers. Keep those vehicles longer instead of replacing them every few years might seem like an unusual sales model especially since automakers including BMW bring big profits from used vehicles but times change and so does messaging per Auto Express Monica Durney recently told a media gathering in London that the auto industry is in a position to reduce waste by encouraging customers to hold on to their existing cars and update them regularly she says we need she says we really need to think about prolonging the life of cars Not having a used car market where you sell cars to each other, but maybe take a car and extend its lifespan. One idea being that you could freshen up the interior, which is great as long as a vehicle is capable of receiving over-the-air updates, but that's not always going to be the case. Sony and Honda might be working on a new autonomous EV that could have a PlayStation 5 built right into it. The two Japanese powerhouses went into a joint venture earlier this year and decided to pool their respective technological prowess to create a sustainable mobility product to create a sustainable mobility product. The product could be similar to the Vision S concept that Sony showcased back at CES in 20, earlier this year. The two companies aim to showcase a deliverable in 2025 and start taking orders right after. Deliveries are expected to commence in 2026. And to wrap up the headlines, remember me mentioning earlier about. The trend of the year, according to Moiny Brew, tech layoffs. Every few months during the pandemic, a video would go viral of a big tech employee sharing a day in the life where they dined on catered lunch and treated themselves to espresso, declined a company-sponsored massage, and appeared to do Not that much work. You don't see many of those videos anymore, though. Inflation, the Fed's interest rate hikes in response to inflation, and the subsequent slowing of the economy all played a role in 2022, marking the apparent end of the tech industry's blistering two-decade growth run. This year, about 150,000 tech workers were laid off from both major companies and smaller startups, and this included 51,000 in November alone. That's a troubling figure for what had been one of the economy's strongest growth sectors. But economists don't expect it to spell doom for other industries. Even as tech companies downsized, the broader labor market remained strong throughout the year, with the unemployment rate ticking up slightly to just 3.7 as of November, 3.7%. Mark Zuckerberg, Meta CEO, blamed himself for his company's pandemic overstaffing when he told employees that Meta would be culling 13% of its workforce, or 11,000 jobs. After the pandemic led to Amazon's most profitable period in history, during which the company doubled its workforce over two years, the tech giant announced it would cut around 10,000 tech and corporate jobs, though internal rumors put that actual number around 20,000. Other notable tech companies that laid off a significant portion of their workforce this year: Robinhood at 31%, Snap at 20%, Stripe at 14%, Lyft 13%, Carvana 8%, and DoorDash 6%. And let's not forget crypto, where about 26,000 crypto sector employees were laid off in 2022. That's
1: why I regret buying solar panels in America. Hi there. In case you live in the U.S. and are looking to buy solar panels, I have something really important to tell you. You shouldn't. You should not buy solar panels in case you have a home in the U.S. And if you're wondering why, it's because right now, you can actually have the U.S. government buy solar panels for you. No. I'm not joking. Our government recently released a special solar stimulus program. And with the goal to help stop global warming, Americans will be able to get a complete solar system from our government at absolutely no net cost. And that way, go solar with little to no investment whatsoever. All you need to do is simply click the button below this video to take a quick survey our government provided and by the end you'll be qualified. So please don't spend your own money on solar panels like I did and click the button below this video now to qualify for this special program and have the US government buy solar panels for you.
0: Hey folks, before we continue, I'd like to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors Apricot Solar. As a listener of this podcast, you hear me talking about rising demand for electricity. And with an increase in demand, you can count on price increases. One way to combat this price hike is with energy independence by producing your own electricity. And one of the best ways to produce your own electricity at home is with solar energy, but not just any home solar energy system. The best way to go is with Apricot Solar. We experience the benefits of solar daily, They are real and undeniable. And even though it's been decades since its invention, there's still a lot of misinformation surrounding solar energy. As an example, the clip you heard me play earlier about solar costing you nothing was from a TikTok channel, and it is misleading. Apricot is here to change that. And that is why Apricot Solar wants homeowners to experience just how affordable and logical solar can be from custom solutions to installation to financing. Apricot is your leading full-service solar provider. and We currently serve customers in almost every state, including but not limited to California, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Florida, Colorado, Utah, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and many others. Together with homeowners, Apricot is working to make this clean energy source mainstream, saving you big dollars in the process. We believe the time is finally here to do energy differently. We have to be smarter. There is a better way, and more and more people are understanding that it is right in front of us. At Apricot, solar is finally simple. We want your solar switch to be as smooth and seamless as possible. We're here to answer your questions, and a visit to your home is how we set a plan that makes the most sense for you and your family. You do not get just solar panels. With Apricot, you receive a complete net zero home system with service to match. Every component is designed to work together perfectly, from those first rays of sunlight hitting your roof to flicking on your light switch. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash solar or text the keyword solar to 855-766-7585 and get started today. You will be glad that you did. Coming up,
1: who would you rather deal with the people in your local community or, or, or Google? If you have, if you have, you know, if you, if you have a problem with Google or you have a problem with, uh, with Yahoo or, 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 or even Facebook, it's almost impossible to get a human being on the phone to help you with that. And if you're buying your cars from GM, and you know, all of a sudden you're, uh, you're something something goes wrong on your GM or there's a payment problem, you're gonna get a couple of emails, you're gonna get some robots to call you, and you're gonna sit in line for two hours trying to find somebody to talk to and not gonna be able to talk to them. But if you bought that car from your local GM dealer and, uh, and your salesman, Bob, uh, is in your cell phone, then you're, you can pick up the phone and call Bob and you're gonna get Bob right right, right immediately. Hey dad, are you still looking for a car? Did you know that when you click on car ads, dealers
0: pay for every click? But shouldn't you get paid? After all, you're the one clicking.
1: That's why I use Ask Auto. With Ask Auto, you build rewards as you shop. Plus, Ask Auto recommends exclusive offers based on your needs. You can ask questions on cars you like and still protect your personal information. You can even set your price. Who knew car shopping could be so easy and rewarding? Ask Auto. Fast, fun, and rewarding car shopping.
0: Okay, so we've been talking a lot about used cars this past year. As the COVID pandemic unfolded, the auto industry was heavily impacted by a chip shortage followed by supply chain issues, and this resulted in about 25% fewer cars and trucks being made over that period, causing the price of used cars to soar. And inevitably, and inevitably, this has led to somewhat of a bubble which we've been talking about. So, in the following clips, you will hear my friend Terry Lancaster, an automotive industry insider, Talking about the used car market, we'll be talking about car prices, interest rates, and now even a looming repossession bubble.
1: Well, From a consumer's perspective, not really that much has changed, not terribly. Uh, If if you're driving past your local car lot, you're going to see a few more cars on the lot than you would have seen six months ago, maybe nine months ago. Um, But you're not going to see the number of cars that you saw three or four years ago and you're going to see and and if you're a used car buyer you're going to see that used car prices are are tipping down just a little bit they're 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 coming down just a little bit but they're nowhere near what the prices were used cars were 3 or 4 years ago so it, it you know it, this is a big deal because it's the first time that it's happened in in 3 years that we have excess inventory that prices are starting to come down but we're coming from such an elevated level on prices and such a De-elevated level on inventory uh, that it, it probably doesn't much like look much like that to the consumer and and retail prices are coming down a little. Wholesale prices are are are, are dropping fast uh so uh, right now the uh, the retail prices are they're, they're still maintaining that and there's still a little bit of excess margin right now but i i'm i'm i primarily an automotive marketing uh, agent i've been working and and helping dealers sell cars and creating radio ads and tv ads and direct mail and and all all the all the stuff that they do to sell these cars and uh, used cars and new cars and for 3 years my services have not been in demand because they could sell cars as fast as cars and trucks and SUVs. They could sell them as fast as they could make them uh, for new cars. And uh, they could sell them as fast as they could buy them for, uh, for, uh, for used cars in the last three months for the first time in three years, that's starting to change. Dealers are calling me, calling me and say, Hey, I need to have, and I haven't heard this in three years. I need to have a clearance sale. We have too much inventory. We need to clear some of that out. Uh, We're having a big sale and doing drawings and, uh, and giving away cash prizes for christmas and uh, all the stuff that people did for uh, forever uh, but they haven't been doing it for 3 years because they haven't had to well it's kind of almost getting back to normal now you i mean even new cars some some new new, new vehicles new trucks uh they're they're starting to be a little bit of surplus inventory uh, uh, ram has a lot of trucks out on the ground dodge uh, they've got a lot of trucks and they're di- they're discounting their new trucks. Uh, I, I did an ad uh, recently for, you know, ten thousand dollars off the MSRP of a new Ram truck. Haven't done that in in, in three years. Uh, so they're, they're They've got more inventory now and they're and they're starting to actually having to uh, to market it to get it to move as fast because it's not selling quite as fast as it was just three or four months ago. There's a lot of stuff going on. Demand is one thing. The big thing right now is driving everything is the interest rates. Interest rates are going up. That 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 uh, that screws with affordability. Uh, it, and because interest rates are going up, the banks are much more particular about who they finance and what they finance. So that that uh, has to do with availability. But you've got a. a, a mixed in that mix is you, you've got this um, and I haven't seen anyone talk about this much, but you've got this huge repossession bubble that's going on in America right now, because three years ago when the, when the U S government was sending out $1,200 checks and car dealers were were selling cars as fast as they could sell them. The big joke around the car business was everybody in America had a $1,200 down payment now. And if you got a $1,200 down payment, you can get a car. That don't mean you can afford it next year or, or two years from now, when the uh, when when the extra benefits from COVID start running out, and and then we get into the the crunch that we're in now, where interest rates are going up, everybody's payments are going up, starting to be some layoffs. So there's this I don't know that about a used car bubble, but there's a repossession bubble of people who have, who are going to be losing their cars because they bought a car that they couldn't afford two or three years ago, and and now the uh, the the piper has
0: come to to take his pay. So it sounds like more, are, do you think more new cars are coming into market right now? Well, uh,
1: very, not, not really. There, there are uh, a little bit. There, there in, uh, inventory is coming back a little bit on new cars. There, like I said, some of these trucks are starting to back up. The big thing is a lot of the manufacturers, they have these dead cars sitting on the ground and there's thousands of vehicles scattered around the country that are sitting in parking lots waiting for a chip so their windows will roll up. And as soon as as soon as the chip situation gets solved, then there's going to be a glut of, of new cars. And all of a sudden, you've got hundreds of thousands of new cars come on the market at one time. And all the manufacturers, they're obviously, they're going to have to find some way to, to ease those into the market because they won't, they won't be able to re- release them all at once. But right now, I mean, new cars are coming back a, a little bit. But uh, the rest of the world is is still is still moving a a lot slower than we are. Just so when you were scrolling through the headlines, I saw on there that China is nearing. uh, This was November 11th is what the date on that was. There's a new covid shutdown going on in China right now. So if we're waiting to get, uh, you know, commodities and chips and parts and supplies from the rest of the world, uh, then it's it's still going to be slow going for forever. And we just have to uh, we're. uh, I think we're learning to live with it and they're getting things back up a little bit. Uh, Manufacturers are bringing some stuff in in, inshore as much as they can. So they've got more control over it. So the new car inventory isn't rising that fast yet. I don't believe.
0: Yeah. And it wouldn't make sense because to your point, they already have a lot of vehicles all near ready, near ready for market, but lacking some chips and chip development. I mean, we're still two to three years away from, from, from the U S being able to even, uh, respond to that chip shortage through our own manufacturing I mean, that's that was part of the new infrastructure bill was getting uh money into into the private sector to start developing manufacturing chips here in the u.s but that's going to take two or three years just to even right at least which makes me wonder how are these cars that were built a year or two ago that might not get be ready for a market for another two or three years like That's almost an outdated car. You're like talking about a four year, four year old car. It's last,
1: last year's model. And, and I have heard that there are rumors that some of the cars that are sitting on the lots. Are, are are just disappearing. They're they're making they're making them go away. They're taking them back, putting and this I've I've seen nothing in the news about this. Just heard rumblings and rumors and talking to people in different different markets that hey, there used to be a thousand cars and now there's not. They're just they 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 just disappeared. So, so you know the rumor is that they're they're shredding some of these vehicles that are just sitting there because they can't complete them. And by the time they do complete them, they won't be they won't bring the money that they need from them. So
0: right, they'll be outdated to the point where they have to drastically lower the price, but maybe, maybe recycling them is more, yeah. is more um, cost advantageous. I mean, especially with all the computer technology and cars, their cars today at, with all the technology are worth a lot from a recycled from a recycling standpoint worth a lot. Yeah. Then there is the Carvana situation. The disruptor's stock price rose from about $60 per share just prior to the pandemic to more than $350 per share by summer of 2021. But since then, the stock price has fallen to as low as $4 per share today, and the company could be seeking bankruptcy relief. What happened? Well, analysts suggest it is related to inventory and real estate. Inventory jumped from $1 billion at the end of 2020 to $3 billion at the end of 2021. It also increased in 2022. They have decreased it to $2.6 billion in the recent quarter, but that is still a huge number. Then you have fixed, fixed assets such as real estate and buildings. Those increased from about $1 billion at the end of 2020 to $4 billion in the most recent quarter. The increase in inventory and purchase of fixed assets took total debt from the end of 2020 at $2 billion to over $9 billion in the third quarter of 2022. And since they're still not making a profit, that is a huge problem. Carvana had set out to be the Amazon of buying cars. But as you will hear Terry explain in this clip, people do ultimately want Amazon push-button simple, but we still need human interaction when it comes to purchasing and owning our vehicle.
1: Or you have a problem with, uh, with Yahoo!, or, or, or even Facebook, it's almost impossible to get a human being on the phone to help you with that. And if you're buying your cars from GM and, you know, all of a sudden you're uh, you're something, something goes wrong on your GM or there's a payment problem. You're going to get a couple of emails. You're going to get some robots to call you and you're going to sit in line for two hours trying to find somebody to talk to and not going to be able to talk to them. But if you bought that car from your local GM dealer and, uh, and your salesman, Bob, uh, is in your cell phone, Then you can pick up the phone and call Bob, and you're going to get Bob right right immediately. So I think I think having that local intermediary is is, is beneficial. First of all, and uh, and it's so ingrained into the laws and uh, of everything in in the United States, it's going to be very hard for the manufacturers to get around that. I think you're going to see much more flattening. I mean, the the tech it doesn't have to necessarily be uh, manufacturer direct, which is what the manufacturers would like. But the technology is there to make it much, much simpler. So what the idea that you want to use is you want it to be push-button simple for the consumer, and that's the offer. We want to make it as easy as buying from Amazon. So we want to make it as easy as buying from Amazon Push button simple, but hometown friendly, so that you've got the human being to talk to if you need that. And car buying, car buying and selling is a complicated process. Every time you go in to buy a car, you're you're conducting minimum of three transactions: you're buying a car, you're selling a car, and you're financing a vehicle. You got you got deals going on for the money. So you got a lot of moving parts. Um, The technology isn't there to do all of those moving parts, especially when you're talking about. Human beings and their money. You you don't necessarily want to go in and tell Yahoo uh, about your about your bankruptcies and why you're two months behind on your uh, on 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 your mortgage payments. You, you you kind of want a human being to help you uh, help you work on that. To if you're if you're, if financing an issue is issue for you.
0: Okay, that is a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to text the keyword AUTOCONVERSE to eight five five seven six six seven five eight five, 7585 and get subscribed to the podcast with text messages. We'll send you a link to our podcast where you can subscribe to our podcast using your preferred app. We'll also send you a link to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where we do the live show. We've been doing the show once a month, but starting in 2023, we will be doing the MTC show every other Wednesday. Yep, we're going to start focusing on making the live show more of a destination that you won't want to miss. And so be sure to text AutoConverse to 855-766-7585 and we will get you a link to subscribe to our channel. Be sure also to text the keyword SOLAR to the same number, 855-766-7585, to see my video about why and how you should consider Apricot Solar for your home and seriously reduce your power bill. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed, listened, reviewed, participated, or contributed to the AutoConverse podcast this year. It's been quite a journey, and we're truly grateful for your support and interest in the podcast. I look forward to the coming shifts in 2023 as we keep our focus on how we are connected and the way we get around. Happy New Year, everyone. Ciao.